Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. there, it's Tara. It's the third week of Advent where love is the focus. I'm inviting you to write and submit a poem based on one of the four themes of Advent, hope, peace, joy, and love. The deadline for your submission to be considered for this premiere Christmas episode of Holy Shenanigans is due December 20th. Keep listening to the end of this episode for more directions on how to share some of your own holy shenanigans. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. These are stories to surprise, encourage, redirect, and sometimes turn life upside down, all in the name of love. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. I invite you to join me on the unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. This week's episode is called Mary, a Poster, and Love. This week's Bible account comes from Luke 1, where the angel Gabriel comes to Mary to ask her if she will accept the responsibility of carrying and giving birth to Jesus. In this invitation, the angel Gabriel has lots to say to Mary. He starts with, Greetings, favored one, and ends with, Nothing is impossible with God. Mary's response to Gabriel's request is brief. Here I am. Let it be with me according to your word. Later on in this chapter, Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is also pregnant. And this is the part of the story where Mary tells her cousin her side of the story, which is called the Magnificat. In this story, Mary tells about this unexpected pregnancy. And here's just a snippet of this song of Mary. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me Blessed. 
For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. When I was a child, I loved hearing this song of Mary. I loved the fact that a woman's voice was lifted up. I loved the story of Mary and Elizabeth, Mary expecting the child to be Jesus, and Elizabeth expecting, with a pregnancy that she was too old to carry, with the child to be John the Baptist. After so many stories of men in the Bible, these stories of these two women at center stage did and does my feminist heart some good. Side note, feminism as I appreciate it is the radical idea that women are people and should be respected as people as part of humanity that is made in the image of God. God gives an invitation that Mary could have refused. God asked for Mary's consent and invited her to be the central part of this story of love. This Bible story is important for so many reasons, but one that stands out to me today is that God sees and treats Mary as a person who is female, who is part of humanity, and made in the image of God. In this story, I see God not only as blessing the feminine, but seeing the feminine and respectfully engaging with the feminine. God calls Mary, like Esther, Ruth, and Elizabeth, to make a choice. God invites Mary to take autonomy, to have a choice in the story of her life. This story of Mary, pregnant as a single woman, proclaiming this pregnancy as an act of God, not an action of man, risked her life to say yes to the angel Gabriel. Mary in this story is about 14 years old. She is unmarried. She risks her engagement to her betrothed, Joseph. She risks being shunned and cast out and condemned by her community and bravely says yes to the impossible thing of giving her body in a surrogacy unheard of. To not only offer her womb, but to offer her whole self in three little words, here am I. In the poem, Sometimes I Wonder, by poet Caitlin Hardy Shetler, she tells of the story of Mary in an intense and physical way. She lifts up the fact that while Mary is the central part of the gospel story, that there are some people who think that women proclaiming the gospel story is wrong. Caitlin tells Mary's bodily experience of motherhood to announce the truth that if Mary was the one to carry, bear, and care for the Son of God, that women are called to carry, bear, care, and proclaim the good news of God. Listen now to a segment of Caitlin's poem. But then I think of feeding Jesus, birthing Jesus, the expulsion of blood, the smell of sweat, the salt of a mother's tears, onto the soft head of the salt of the earth, feeling lonely and tired, hungry, annoyed, overwhelmed, loving. To learn more about Caitlin's poetry, go to Caitlin Shetler Poetry on Facebook, on Instagram at T H E. S-K-E-P-T-I-L-E-P-T-I-C, or on Twitter, Tough Taffy. Thanks to Caitlin for sharing her poem this week on Holy Shenanigans. 
that gives us a little bit more insight into Mary's human experience of motherhood and a woman called to proclaim the good news of God. This week's Holy Shenanigans story is called Mary, a Poster, and Love. Three years ago, I went on a work trip to Chicago. Two trainings in one week, and I chose to go. I had one free night off and chose to go see Hamilton in the cheap seats. I took the opportunity. The next morning, I had a little bit of free time left, and I chose to go see one museum, have some Thai food, and finally take in the Contemporary Museum of Art. I had three opportunities to choose that day, and I chose all three. There are lots of things I treasure about this trip to Chicago, and one of them is a souvenir that I've saved. This souvenir has taught me an important lesson about love. This souvenir is a six-foot-tall poster of a digitized image of a Christmas tree. What in the world could a poster teach me about love and God's love in particular? More on this question in a moment. I found this poster of this digitized Christmas tree in a clearance bin of the gift shop in the Museum of Contemporary Art. This week, I was getting ready for a video chat with my dad, who is living in a nursing home, and I came across this poster in the closet of my apartment. I took the poster out of its shiny green foil packaging. I laid it out on my living room floor to decrease, and I looked for a place for this poster to live. As I looked at that digitized image of a Christmas tree, I suddenly realized that in the world of Zoom and video chats, that this poster would be the perfect addition to the Zoom corner of my apartment for my work and for this chat with my dad. Over this year of video chats with my dad, I've discovered that if I choose some songs ahead of time to sing and play on guitar, that it fills the awkward, quiet spaces of our conversations. So in preparation, I chose some Christmas songs, got out my guitar, and carefully attached the giant digitized Christmas tree poster on the wall behind me to add a festive touch to our upcoming video chat. Over our 30-minute video, I sang Silent Night, O Little Town of Bethlehem, Away in a Manger, and tossed in a medley of Somewhere Over the Rainbow and It's a Wonderful World, just for fun. The aide, Megan, who helps with these video chats, even applauded for the medley. The space of these video chats with my dad is an emotional ocean of ups and downs. It's hard to see his health declining, and it's a joy to hear him say, me to you, when I tell him, I love you, dad. If I had a magic wand to heal the effects of aging, I would heal him in a moment, but that is a gift I don't have. What I do have is a guitar, a phone for video chats, my voice, and a digitized poster of a Christmas tree. And with those gifts, I say, here I am, and choose to enter the joy, the sorrow, and love of this difficult space of long-distance video chats with my dad. There was a time long ago when my dad didn't think women should be pastors, There was a time long ago that my preaching was called giving a talk. Over time, I sent CDs of my sermons to my parents in hopes that they would listen, in hopes that they would hear the good news. 
from their daughter, from a woman who was called to be a pastor. Thanks be to God that over time they did listen to those CDs, and my mom and dad would share a sense of pride that their daughter was and is a pastor. I'm very thankful that this choice, this choice to listen, this choice to change their minds, was something that happened before aging and the challenges of hearing loss made this choice an impossibility. But then again, didn't Mary's story say something about nothing being impossible with God? Guess what, my friends? Once again, I call holy shenanigans showing up in that Christmas tree poster. A giant digitized poster of a Christmas tree was the perfect backdrop for my Zoom meeting with my dad and will be on my wall through Advent into Christmas. This poster, bought three years ago from a clearance bin, reminds me of that work trip to Chicago, that trip to the art museum, where I found this poster on sale for $3.95. Three years later, this poster found its place, finding a place, being understood, being welcomed as for and delighted in, for being our beautiful selves, is a consolation we all need. The desolation of not receiving welcome reminds me that this poster was once placed in a clearance bin with its value ever decreasing. But sometimes, someone comes along and sees a glimmer of where belonging will be, and the odd Christmas tree poster finds a home. From Chicago to Western New York to Central New York, this poster traveled to find a home on my wall in my apartment to share some joy on a Zoom screen. I hope your experience of love and belonging sticks with you like masking tape donuts on a digitized Christmas tree poster that hangs on your wall. Some questions for this week of love in Advent. What is the question of love being asked of you this week? Is love asking you to do something? Like Mary, like Elizabeth, Like me, I hope whoever is doing the asking sees you as human, they, he, she, made in the incredible and beloved image of God. I do not have all the answers about love and belonging and Mary's song of choice saying, here I am, but I think the journey of this Christmas tree poster has something to teach me about patience, about vision and possibility leading a way to belonging to home and to love and maybe just a little bit of forgiveness. My response to the calling of becoming a pastor, my here I am not only impacts me, but ripples into the world around me and calls others to respond to the choice of sharing love, sharing this good news of God's amazing and graceful love. This week's poem carries us from the fourth week of Advent of love into Christmas. It is called Love Stuck. The greatest of the four weeks of Advent into Christmas is here. Love. With all the hope waking, peacemaking, and joy breaking, we need the glue of love to make this stick. Please stick. More than paper on packages with packing tape, 
but something that goes beyond the surface of things and fills the darkest corners of us with lasting love. I don't want these gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love to disappear like grandma's frosted sugar cookies. But if they have to be consumed, hope, peace, joy, and love should empower us to live out actions like the making of many snow angels when we abandon everything else and surrender to love that stays. Please stay, love. I don't want you to melt like snowdrifts above 35 degrees, be crumpled like old gift wrapping, or abandon on the curb like a used Christmas tree. Christ light has grown. Five candles are lit, illuminating our way with hope, peace, joy, and the greatest, love. One candle for hope, two candles for peace, three candles for joy, J-O-Y, four candles for love. Please stick, love. Please stick. And the fifth candle yet to come for Christmas, for the light of Christmas to blaze in our hearts, our souls, and our minds. This Christmas, I hope for peace and joy, emboldened, empowered, and eternally stuck in our hearts by the power of love. Love stuck. Love, you are the superglue we need. You are the light we must see. You are what sustains us in all times and in this Christmas time. Hope, peace, joy, and love. Especially love. Please stick. Yes, love. Stick. My name is Tara, and this is Holy Shenanigans. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Unpredictable Spiritual Adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. In the midst of the Christmas rush, remember that you have until December 20th to submit a poem for the Christmas edition of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. Submit your poem to Holy Shenanigans Podcast at gmail.com. Here's to hope, peace, joy, and love that sticks from Advent to Christmas and beyond.